Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corbin, Justin Nielsen here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Thursday, February 29th, Leap Day. And maybe some investors out there, Justin, leaping for joy because we did get a record close for the NASDAQ. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is some nice action. We've been talking about this uh, 16,000 level, so it was nice to see it get above that. Uh, but we'll also talk about some stocks because there was some leaping in stocks as well, especially earnings related. Uh, so we'll talk about a few today, including advanced micro devices, which I do have a position in, Celsius Holdings, and also Duolingo. All right. Sounds like a plan, Justin. We'll get to those stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. The Nasdaq today closing up eight tenths of a percent above 16,000, as you mentioned, with a close of 16,082. So some nice sky high territory, perhaps here for the Nasdaq. The S&P 500 up a half a percent on the day. The Dow edging higher and the Russell 2000 up six tenths of a percent. What do you make of the action? Well, if, if, if we go ahead and start with the NASDAQ, um, that 16,000 level certainly is something that we've been watching. Um, it was, you know, looking a little sticky and look, it's one day above it. So let's not, uh, you know, do our victory lap quite yet, but it was a nice move into the close. Uh, you know, stocks were looking great and the NASDAQ, look, tech is still holding up very well. So, you know, no matter what, what you look at, AI is still a driving force and a lot of these tech names are still looking very good. So the NASDAQ being above that 16,000 level, as you mentioned, uh, you know, you have to go back all the way to November of 2021 to see the levels that we're at now. It's been kind of a, we had a brutal bear market that we went through in 2022. And, uh, you know, it, it might not have been down as much, but it was just so persistent. And a lot of the growth names took even bigger hits to the chin. So it's it's nice to see us get back to this level. It's not bad that we stick around 16,000 for a level. We've been kind of talking about maybe we build a platform there uh, right. from which to launch of uh, launch from. But uh, it, it's, it's again, nice to see us get back above 16,000. The question now is, can we stay there? Yeah, exactly. And I think another question is with headlines now of the market being in new high territory, is this going to bring in more money from the sidelines? So, you know, uh, maybe the non-professionals who, who have been on the sidelines and have been watching things and now they're continuing to see more bullish headlines between crypto and the NASDAQ at a new all-time high. Yeah. I mean, we went from, uh, you know, the kind of the Tina trade, there is no other alternative to the, being in the stock market. And so, you know, why would you put your money in bonds or, you know, anything like that, giving you a um, measly yield um, that kind of changed, you know, as inflation ramped up and the Fed really started acting uh, very vigorously. Uh, you know, people start looking at 5% uh, for their money without the volatility of the stock market. And that starts looking pretty good, especially during 2022 when the market was down so much. And you saw, again, such devastation in stocks. So I, I think you're right, Allie. I think that there is uh, an attraction um, the, to bring some of that money from the sidelines to put it back in the stock market, because especially if you're starting to look at, OK, well, if these rates start coming in, as people expect those cuts to start coming, uh, then it's it's going to be one of those things where people might start looking at the stock market as the answer uh, to their their portfolio woes. And here's the 10 year Treasury, you know, just as a reminder of how strong the move was uh, for the 10 year Treasury yield got up to you know right about five percent. Mm -hmm. um, it's it really came down. And that's been one of the things that's helped this rally. Uh, come along. But even with the move that it's had from its uh, bottom in December, it really hasn't, 
you know, stifled this rally. And the Russell 2000, which is a little bit more sensitive to interest rates, has right. really been showing a lot of strength. So it sure has. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the key levels for small caps. Yeah, certainly. I mean, one of the things we've been looking at is on the weekly chart, you know, there was kind of this 2000 level that it kept on hitting its head at. What I kind of like about what we're seeing now is that, you know, we kind of have been forming these really, you know, still sharp corrections. I mean, 20% here. Um, and now that's kind of tightened up. And we really started holding this 10 week moving average line. And if you look at the daily, uh, you see that kind of right here on the 50 day. Uh, we've been able to hold that. We're getting support there. And we are seeing a little bit of broadening out. I mean, um, I was talking with Jay Woods yesterday on the podcast, and he was talking about how, look, you know, uh, industrials, you know, XLI is the sector spider fund for that. XLF is the financials. Uh, you've got XLV for healthcare. You know, this makes up about half of the Russell 2000. And a lot of these um, are, you know, starting to participate more. You know, if you start getting the materials and other members of uh, those sectors outside of tech, participating, the Russell does stand to, uh, to to gain from that. And we might be seeing some sector rotation. Maybe some money comes not only off the sidelines, but maybe out of tech too. Uh, some of these high flyers and into some of these areas that have been uh, a little bit more beaten down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting today, the Russell out of the gate in the early going, looking strong, yeah. looking like it was going to clear that high from late last year. But that seems like the next level to watch, Justin. And if we do really get some meaningful participation in the small caps, that seems like, you know, the uh, the complaint about this being a narrow rally uh, has to be dissipating in that case. Right. And and I, I absolutely agree with you that uh, hitting hitting its head at that 2071 level was very notable. Uh, the the Nat, the Russell 2000 really started off strong in the opening um, in, in the opening minutes. It was up one point six percent and just closed up, you know, about what, 0.6, 0.7%. So not bad. But again, when you look at where it was, this was, you know, basically in the 31, 40% closing range. Whereas the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, they were closing more like in the 85, 80% uh, closing range because they got stronger, especially at the end there. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, it wouldn't take much to get it above that level in the coming days. Right. <laughs> so we'll have to see if we get that. All right. Well, you mentioned money rotating out of tech, but there are still some tech winners, no doubt. And NVIDIA isn't the only game in town, Justin. AMD turning in an especially strong performance today with shares up 9.1%. So looking really good here and actionable today. Yeah, so we did talk about this on IBD Live. And again, I do have a position in this. Um, I also do own NVIDIA. Uh, I own a lot more NVIDIA, but I'm kind of treating this a little bit more as a, a swing trade. NVIDIA, I'm holding a little bit longer because look, it is the dominant force in terms of AI. Analysts um, are kind of looking at them holding about 80% market share. So, I mean, they they are dominant. But AMD, it's got some exciting things going on with it. It's kind of taking market share from uh, its old competitor, Intel. Uh, a lot of servers that are coming, you know, coming out and needing to uh, 
you know, get updated. Well, you know, they're kind of going from those Intel chips and, and equipment to AMD. So that's an opportunity for it. And look, it's still participating in that AI space. I mean, they're looking at uh, some, some billions of dollars coming in from that. So it's, it's nothing to sneeze at. On the technical side, uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting about this, and, and we've talked about this a few times on IBD yeah. Live, but um, you know, this tight area is what we were watching very closely. And so this is important that you do your homework, right? You're you're looking at this tight area and you're kind of waiting for the right moment. It got support at the 10 week moving average line. And once you've kind of got the lay of the land from that weekly chart, you can kind of go to the daily chart. And I did think that the NVIDIA earnings was a nice catalyst for AMD. And I did buy some on that day. Yeah. Uh, and then it just kind of held and it held right at the, you know, right above the lows of that gap up. Uh, so really no reason for me to get rid of my shares that I bought on that day. And then um, I actually, you know, on IBD Live, I said, you know what, I think I'm going to be adding to my position here today. And that's what I did. Um, and it, it continued going higher and higher. This is also, I should mention, uh, Reinhardt Krauss did a great job at uh, a stock of the day today. So definitely go to the IBD stock of the day. You can find it on the homepage at investors.com. But he does a nice wrap up of a lot of the things that AMD has going for it. Uh, so again, might not be something that I'm holding as much of as my NVIDIA, but uh, still I had a little bit of room and AMD seemed like it was worth a shot. Right. And to your point about doing homework, setting an alert at those highs when it crossed or even a little trend line from that those last couple of days starting with that NVIDIA fueled move definitely helped traders be on the money on this one towards the open because it just strengthened throughout the trading day. Right. And, and and we did see that from, you know, I mean, you see that from some of the stronger names, you know, I mean, this has, again, been such a crazy earnings uh, season where, you know, Okta, I mean, that was up over 20%, but, you know, it was trading near the lows of its day for, for quite a while. Um, and then, you know, got kind of got a, a last minute push. You can see that on the five minute chart, um, you know, kind of rallying up into the close. Um, but yeah, there have been a lot of 20% gainers. I mean, like, you know, eight, nine percent, ten percent in a day is kind of like ho hum at this point. Right. You know? But remember, uh, there are those that are going on the downside too. You know, we had um, snow get clobbered today. Um, I mean, it closed at its highs, but that was still down eighteen percent. So earnings has definitely brought in a lot of extra movement in stocks. And so that's where not only do you have to be doing your homework ahead of time, but you also have to be thinking ahead. Okay, what levels do I really need to make sure I'm cutting my losses? Because risk management is just job number one. Absolutely. Okay. So I think this is a great segue to our next stock. And that is Celsius moving higher on earnings today. A huge gainer, a high octane energy fueled move today, Justin, closing up 20%. And this was an upside reversal. It actually opened down on the day, but very quickly. I mean, if you want to know what a powerful stock looks like, the fact that this reversed higher so quickly, so early, I think just speaks to the sort of buying demand here for this stock, Justin. Yeah, I think it was within the first 10 minutes here that you saw, oh, first five, excuse me. Yeah. You know, 10 yeah, minutes was, was way too long. You blinked and uh, it was already up. 
Yeah. So, you know, 6% down, you know, kind of very early on. And then it just um, really kind of snapped back. Uh, The conference call, I think, was going on during market hours. And, uh, you know, I think the CEO had a lot of positive things to say. I saw a little snippet from him on uh, the Squawk Box on CNBC where he was talking about, you know, hey, they're now bringing in uh, they're celebrating that they're bringing in over a billion in revenue. They've got a one-year anniversary with their Pepsi, uh, you know, partnership uh, and distribution is huge for uh, a beverage company, especially you know partnering with someone like Pepsi, who's just everywhere. And you're starting to see Celsius everywhere. I mean, I remember early on we were talking about, oh yeah, I see, I see it at the gym sometimes, and now it's like, oh, now it's at the grocery stores. Well, now they they're also in like doing Airports, deals with Jersey Mike hospitals. Yeah, hospitals. You mentioned that you were seeing it at the hospital. Dunkin' Donuts, Jersey Mike's. It's just ubiquitous. Uh, Where else have you seen it that kind of surprised you? I mean, hospital, that definitely takes the cake, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, but I guess, hey, uh, doctors and nurses, they they (laughs) love the stuff, apparently. So, um, but I think, Justin, what's also interesting here is even where it's distributed, you're seeing it fly off the shelves. And Amazon, that's that's where I'm buying it from. But I've Mm -hmm. even seen empty shelves in the grocery store. So clearly, I'm a big believer in the story here and in the product. I admittedly drink it pretty much every day. But Justin, this is the one that got away from me. This is the stock that got away. Uh, I was too scared to get back in. I got shaken out in January and I should have bought it back. So mm-hmm. this this well, might be this might go down as one of my uh big trading mistakes for the year, but we'll have to see. And 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 there's a few things we can learn from this one. So um you know that I, I don't blame you. I, I was I was right there with you. It got really volatile. Um, I did own this myself and I didn't own it today. So I, I missed out on this move as well. Uh, but you know, it was kind of making this downtrend. It had some t- a lot of time here that it was spending below the 50-day moving average line. It did get support at its 200-day moving average line, but so that was good. But we did see this relative strength line was in a downtrend. And that was really tough. With such a strong rally that we were seeing, Celsius wasn't participating. And that was one of the reasons why it kind of fell off my radar as well. I, I shouldn't say it fell off my radar. It just, I didn't have the- Wasn't as to, appealing. Yeah, it wasn't as appealing, right. So um, so yeah, you can't, you know, you, you're not gonna get them all and, and, and that's okay. But I think there's also something to learn from this on the short side, because the short, <laughs> the short selling on oh, this yeah. was pretty crazy. So if we go to the weekly chart, you know, we show that the short interest here, and and this is, you know, uh, firms have to report their short, uh, their short positions, you know, twice a month. Um, You know, that's a FINRA requirement. They do it on the 15th and the last day of the month. So we're going to be getting another report coming out as of with the information as of today. So as of the 15th, 8.6 days, that translates to about uh, 36 0.5 0.5 million shares. Now, when you consider that the float is 104 million shares, then you start saying, okay, well, 35% of the float was short. And as this got up to new highs, well, none of those shorts are happy right now, right? So they, and and by the way, that was as of the 15th. So let's just real quickly make sure we're, you know, oriented to the 15th. That's right here. Okay. So as of that day, um, there were, 35% short and it was the highs were right here. So now that we, you know, got above this area into that new high ground, more and more of these shorts were just feeling the pressure. And what what happens when you're feeling pressure? Well, you're going to cover your position, right? Because there's an unlimited loss that you could be looking at. So, you cover your position and the way you cover is by buying 
Well, if you start buying, that's going to put the price up more because it's increasing the demand. And then you're going to put more pressure on other short sellers or possibly yourself. So that's what we call a short squeeze. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's something that was also con a contributing factor to these, uh, this earnings move. Because as you noted, it didn't start that way. It just kind of really ramped up and continued as the pressure got higher and higher for a lot of those shorts. So it'll be interesting to see what that number adjusts to. Um, the firms have a few days in order to get that data to, to FINRA, and then it gets reported to the public uh, March 11th. You know, so the, the closing information today will get par uh, reported March 11th. So it'll be in real interesting to see from 36 million shares what happens to Celsius short interest. It really will be interesting, Justin. All right. And in the meantime, I'm going to be tracking it from here and see if it can hold tight near the closing levels here today and if it can offer another opportunity. We'll have to see. And let's round things out with a look at Duolingo, another big mover today, up 22% on its earnings report. Yeah. So here's another one, a very similar situation. And, you know, just like you're a big fan of Celsius, you're doing that every day. Hey, I'm looking <laughs> at a 475 day streak on Duolingo. Whose habit is, uh, is better, healthier? I don't know. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, uh, so well, well, you're, you're skinnier than I am. So, you know, something's <laughs> working for you. Um, but, you know, kind of a similar situation where here's this very powerful rally, Duolingo not participating. It has the relative strength line in a downtrend. So I don't blame anyone, especially here it is below the 50 day moving average line. I don't blame anyone for not being in this. And that's kind of why I wasn't. But it did get right. again, that support right here at the 200 day moving average line. That was definitely worth noting. And now we've got this strong 20% move on earnings. So just like you were kind of sharing what you were going to be doing with Celsius, that's kind of what I'm doing here for Duolingo. I like that it's kind of coming up to this prior high. I'd love for it to just make a little tight area here, uh, make a platform. And then uh, if it forms a handle, it could really launch from there. And I can't remember what the stock was that you and I were going over not too long ago, but, you know, it just kind of reminded me of, you know, back back in the day, you know, uh, for, actually, this is a pattern that we see a lot of times. I'm going to pull up Baidu here real quick and go back to 2009 um, because on the weekly chart, and let's see if it'll let me do this. Uh, oh, for some reason, it's not letting me do it. Uh, I'm not sure why. I'm going to try one, one more well, time. We, and then we, give up. we joked before the show, uh, you know, having to just have the audience Imagine, Imagine, right? What it, what, what it is we're describing, but Allie's going to do uh, it with. We showed it on band. IP Live. <laughs> yeah, back. right. Uh, but you know what? Here, I'll just describe what happened here. And and by the way, if you want to take a look, um, you can actually go to How to Make Money in Stocks. You can look at Redmond Industries from 1967. You can look at Baidu from, I think it was like around 2006, 2007. Uh, Priceline.com, now called Booking, also had a similar pattern. Uh, a lot of times what happens is they come straight up off the bottom, but they take a little break before they make their, their big move. So that's what I'm looking at uh, here for Duolingo. Um, and you know, we'll just have to wait. So I'm trying to be patient. I'm not chasing it, but I do like that. There's a lot of volume that came off of this uh, from the 200 day moving average line. I, it was definitely on my radar. I just didn't have the guts to step in front of yeah. this earnings report because we've seen how devastated some of these companies can be uh, after their earnings. But now that this has made this big move, relative strength line has shot up. It's back above its 50 day moving average line. This one is, I think, worth worth watching again. And I, I would 
be remiss to not mention these phenomenal earnings um, that we have here, uh, really coming on strong and um, some really good uh, sales as well. So you're seeing that kind of ramp up. And, you know, this is, you know, 100 million, uh, 150 million per quarter. So it's not small numbers that we're dealing with here. Duolingo's really kind of bringing it on. All right. Well, what happens from here with uh, both of those stocks, or I guess all three, will be very telling. All right. Thank you, Justin. And thanks everyone for watching. That is it for today. But we will continue with our analysis of leading stocks and the market action tomorrow morning on IBD Live. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. We will see you there. And we'll also see you back here tomorrow at the close to wrap up the week. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.